Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 83120. Shop Black Friday week deals Sunday through Friday at Kohl's. Plus, get $15 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent. And take an extra 15% off. Get the big one throws, $8.49. Toastmaster small appliances are just $2.14 after rebate. And Fitbit Versa 2 is $129.99. Plus, take 30% off Lego, 70% off fine jewelry, and save on boots for her, $16.99. Plus, get fast and free store pickup. Shop Black Friday week deals at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. Office valid November 22nd through the 27th. 15% off with promo code ENJOY15. Lego and Fitbit offers and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Hey guys, what's going on? I'm Ben Bateman. And I'm Andrew Guy. And we are The, the Action guys. guys. Yes, we're here in the end game. It's the end game now. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> guys, uh, oh my gosh. Ben and I have seen Avengers Endgame for over a week now. We've been dying, gushing to talk about it. This is our first moment where we will be talking about it and spoiling it, I believe. Publicly. Publicly. Uh, we are going to be talking about it. We're going to be spoiling the crap out of it. So uh, we will give you the official spoiler warning when to turn it off if yeah. you have not seen the movie, but if you want to get through the preamble first. So uh, we did see it actually officially last week from when you guys are hearing this for the first time, though I think by the time this is airing, we'll definitely both have seen it a second time. Oh, 100%. And uh, it's three hours long. It's insane. It's crazy. There's a lot to talk about really quickly uh, because we want to get straight into the episode to give yeah. you guys as much uh, info and content as possible. Uh, follow along at, uh, at Team Action Show on Twitter. You can find me at Ben Bateman Media. You guys can find me at Andrew Guy. And please make sure if you want to find full episodes of the Action Guys to subscribe to the Action Industries YouTube page. If you don't care about watching us the whole time, you can listen to us or download us on Apple Podcasts or Podcast One on the Collider Movie Talk feed. Um, be sure to check out patreon.com slash team action. It's the best place to support us because we do exclusive content there every single week. Um, and that is the thing. So we got Cody up in the booth who's uh, just a wonderful gentleman. Yes, and, he is. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, you got it, man. You guys all um, know Cody Hall. Yeah, of course. Cody's more famous than we are. Um, uh, and Cody, we are going to spoil the movie. So we recommend you get the hell out of the booth. Yeah. I'm throwing off my headphones now. Perfect. I'm getting out of here. Thank Excellent. you. Guys. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you, Cody. Uh, Thanos yeah. is a chick. Thanos is a chick. It's a thing. That's the yeah. thing. Um, guys, holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. I'm excited that we get to talk about this film. I, this, yeah. this is the first time. We're like in a locked room. No yeah. one can hear us. But we get to talk about we get to talk about Endgame and how amazing it was. I love the film. Yes. And so I think probably the best thing to do, because if you guys are hearing this on a Friday, it means that we did our full review of this movie on Action Movie Anatomy on Wednesday. Yes. Um, which means if you guys want to hear us actually just talk about the movie for an hour or more, go check that out. It's on the Popcorn Talk. Um, we today are doing our definitive rankings of all movies in the MCU, all 22 since 2008, and that includes Endgame. We are going to do them in groups in reverse order and a collaborative list between the two of us. Yes. And, and remember, these are our opinions. <laughs> you don't need to murder us. <laughs> the, so I think probably before we get into it straight off, yeah. the most cra- – like the craziest part about this is the top ten, they're all great. They're all 
phenomenal. Like they're like the t- the tenth movie on the top ten is somebody's favorite. It's okay. like somebody thinks it's the best it's one. It's numerous people's favorite. Like even from from just talking about Avengers last week and Endgame this week yep. on, on Action Movie Anatomy. Um, but then you look at the bottom tier, yep. which is something that we did. So because of our episode that we did before yep. on uh, Pixar. Pixar rankings, yeah. we had different categories and different tiers. And so we've tiered this off as well. And the bottom tier of the MCU, you look at the movies in there and they're bad. They're bad movies. Like if these movies all came out in succession, yeah. one through six in that yeah. order, this would be a dead franchise. Yeah, completely. And I, I think we, when we did that Pixar episode, the point of the episode was to say the only other franchise, if you want to consider it a franchise, that's ever had the level of prestige and success across its whole is the MCU, which is why we're doing this one now. Did we both snap away the MCU or did you snap away Pixar I and I snapped away the MCU? I can't remember what the decision was now. But I got rid of the MCU. I remember that. I kept the MCU. Yeah. Because I think I said there's more. I, what I said was is there are more studios doing high-quality animated content now than there right. used to be, and the MCU is singular. And I just said I couldn't live without Toy Story. So uh, we are going to go count backwards. There are three groups. There's the bottom feeders. Uh, though, I mean, some of these movies are actually kind of decent still. They all have sweet parts is the thing. Yeah. Like, for instance, uh, spoiler, The Incredible Hulk is somewhere in this bottom six. <laughs> I like The Incredible Hulk, and I think it's kind of overrated. Or, sorry, kind underrated. of underrated. Yeah. I like Tim Roth as a villain. Like, there's yeah. some stuff in that movie that's sweet, but there's no denying it's definitely not in the top ten. So, Abomination. I think let's go with uh, – we're just – just, uh, just jump right into it. And yeah, this is – we're coming out hot because this is a controversial and I, opinion. And I want you to say why. It's Thor. It's the original Thor movie. And Thor 1, Kenneth Branagh, 2011. The other thing I was going to preface is that you and I haven't watched a lot of these worst films more than once or in a while. Yeah. There's a reason why. And I hadn't remembered why I didn't like this movie so much. But when you said yeah. what you said about him not becoming Thor and then what he – you know, he fights like the Destroyer. It's like this big robot who comes from space. Shoots a laser. And he's not even really Thor actually like properly till the end of the movie. Until after he almost dies. He's Thor on, on Asgard. But he's not Thor on Earth. And, right. he, and he has like this like merry band of like Fandral and all these characters who like just sort of are fine. You have the worst, pro- probably the worst love interest in the MCU because she's part of like an old era where like she's just a basically irrelevant character. Kat yeah. Dennings, her like assistant, just sort of sucks. Oh, I forgot. The best the- part is is uh, the is why can't I remember his name? Heimdall. Sirs Sebeza. Two Sirs, double uh, S's. Still on Sarsgaard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> double S's. <laughs> Uh, Thor just kind of sucks. It's Kenneth Branagh. There's, they obviously wanted him to do it for the Shakespearean element. They wanted there to be this like feeling to it, and, and Hopkins is sweet too. And th- but that's the worst part of it, and, and that's what you realize later on when you get to like Ragnarok, when Thor stops talking like a, a god, a Shakespearean god, and he starts talking like a bro. Yeah, it's so much more relatable. And it's so much better. And maybe you had to do the first to get to the second, but yeah. whatever it is, I just think Thor is the worst. Now, the second Spe- worst. Speaking of the second, it's the second film in the Thor franchise. Thor, The Dark World. The Dark World. This movie's referenced often as the worst. I remember nothing about this movie. Is Loki the bad guy? No. Who's the bad guy? Uh, the ice. It's the ice things from the first one? No. Or from Dark Avengers? Elves. Dark Elves. Dark Elves. They're oh, the bad okay. guys. What was the movie we just watched that's basically the same movie? Avengers. No, no, no. Uh, Hellboy to the Golden Army. Oh! They also fight Dark Elves. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. That's, that must be why. I was like, why am I so confused? I remember nothing about this movie. There's I watched like, it once and I hated it. The stuff that's memorable about this movie is like nothing. Um, yeah, no, I don't. Uh, the thing that's memorable about Thor The Dark World, if I recall, is like 
He is Loki in that movie? Yeah, they he like is? team up. Yeah, and he like, fakes his death. I think. Right. I think he fakes his death because then when he shows back up in Ragnarok, <laughs> but it's not as sweet as when he fakes his death in Ragnarok. Yes. He's like, we need a doctor. <laughs> that one. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Ragnarok's so good. Uh, Thor: The Dark World sort of sucks. I and it's harsh on the Thor movies, but you know, yeah. spoiler: Ragnarok's a lot higher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, number three is Iron Man Two, or I guess number twenty. Number twenty. Twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. I guess start writing this down. Is Iron Man Two? Um, the promise was so high. Iron Man One was so good. Mickey Rourke was on top of the world. I, I don't mind Justin Hammer. I actually really, really like Sam Rockwell as an actor. But the movie itself. It's the third Iron Man, or the se- it's the third MCU movie. It's the second Iron Man movie. It's the first sequel. And it's the third act, maybe, is what you were going to say, that yeah. really suffers. I mean, the beginning, there's some interesting ideas. They borrow, they borrow from the famous Iron Man storyline, Demon in a Bottle, which is Tony Stark is, a, is an alcoholic. And it's like Ken, you know, mm, operating right. a suit and being a, a super person with you know, uh, booze in your bloodstream is not a good thing. And they really kind of lean into that. Um, this is this is the Mickey Rourke after the wrestler yep. like big budget role, but the problem with this movie is that uh, where a lot of MCU movies early on suffer from the problem of the villain basically just being a copy of the hero, the bad version of the hero, right? Like that's what Jeff Bridges is in, in yeah. Iron Man. Like Tony. it happens. <laughs> a lot of the early ones have kind of that. Um, this one is just like so. Sam Rockwell just controls a bunch of like robotic drones that are not as good that they just kill yeah and that's how the movie and like ends. him and terrence howard just kill all of them and whiplash just isn't actually a threat and it's like they just don't really use him he's sweet like at the at the, at the uh, racetrack monaco grand prix if that great. was what we got yeah and then whiplash just kept getting more powerful that's a movie i want to watch but yeah, watching whiplash learn how to program drones for sam rockwell was really dumb and black widow is sweet because it's the first appearance of black widow She's yeah, great. she's good in this. But, yeah, yeah. but the movie is very underwhelming and just doesn't feel even at all. Yeah, she's stunning in this. Yeah. I actually just watched the first half of it the other day. Yeah. The hair. She's got the curly hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great. Beautiful. Um, uh, the fourth movie on the list, number 19, The Incredible Hulk. I want you to take this one because uh, I actually was going to maybe put it a little lower. Uh, but then you actually reminded me of the great parts of this movie. This movie's kind of good. It's kind of bad. It's not – Norton's not bad. He just wanted more time as Bruce Banner, less time as Hulk. So he wanted more of his face on screen. Yeah. It's an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some co- kind of weird comedy in this movie. Tim Roth as Abomination is really cool. That's a He's a cool villain. Is it William Hurt too? Uh, yes. John, no, yeah, William Hurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. John Th- Hurt's in fucking Hellboy too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or in Hellboy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, William Hurt is Thunderbolt Ross. He, you know, he's Betty Ross's dad. You Liv, know, Liv Tyler, Tyler's in this yeah. movie. Um, it, it's just a kind of unmemorable movie that doesn't have the flavor of the later movies. A lot of the early Marvel movies, those first few, they, they're still trying to find their footing in terms of like style. The but, MCU has style now. It didn't really have style then. Yeah, and they had, they had the great moments of like – you know, Tim Roth turning into Abomination and, and, like, the massive fight between the Hulk and Abomination. The city center is pretty sweet, but all in all, it just falls a little flat. Yeah. So um, Next up on the list, we've got Avengers Age of Ultron. My favorite. Nice spader. That was closer. Nice spader. I need to just listen to it. He's sweet. I need to listen to the trailer. I could do such a good impersonation, but I haven't listened to it in, like, a long time. The trailer was great. The trailer was awesome. I remember how hyped people were for this movie. I think the issue with this movie, said this on AMA today, um, is that I think Joss Whedon was given the reins to make a slightly darker movie than he made. And though he leans In into, the first Avengers? Yeah. He yeah. leans into the darkness a little more with the Age of Ultron movie, but it just doesn't it like doesn't land quite it's like just it's uh it, he's the wrong director for the voice they wanted and the 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 Russo brothers are the right directors which yeah. is why Infinity War is so good 
he doesn't quite get it. And and the character relationship between Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver is kind of bad. Yeah. And, and like I actually think Spader does a good job. Yeah, Spader's I think sweet. he's a great villain. And, and this is really like – this is when Spader's killing it. This is when he's on top of the world. Then he just went his – he, he just in the blacklist or something? He just got the blacklist. Maybe. And it had, yeah, maybe won the Emmy recently. Yeah. But anyway, so Spader's killing it. He's on top of the world. You get a lot of the Avengers doing Avengery things again, like working as a team, which is fun. But you also kind of have like the silliness of them running through the forest and all jumping at the same time. I and, hate like, that moment. The yeah. 360 shot again in the forest, which they already did in New York. And like it's just not that great. It's just like all I think of when I think about that movie is like all of them like fighting robots and Scarlet Witch being like pew, pew, pew. Right. And Hawkeye being like Pew, pew. I'm just like, you're dead. Oh, you mean Black Widow? Yeah. What did yeah. I say? Scarlet Witch. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, yeah Black Widow completely. and Hawkeye, just like, you guys don't belong here. This is this is like, you didn't do a good enough job convincing me that there's a reason you're all together fighting robots. And you would be dead. Yeah. And then, like, also the whole thing with Quicksilver and him dying and the Brotherhood and the whole, it just, it's just, there's not enough care paid to it. I don't remember it very well. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched it last year. So, uh, last on the list in the bottom tier here, these are the only ones that we're considering as kind of, you know, subpar movies. Though I like this movie more than most. Iron Man 3. It's because of Ben Kingsley. It's because of Ben Kingsley. is <laughs> Trevor. Trevor. Uh, he plays a fake version of the Mandarin. <laughs> he, fall, asleep. he falls asleep. I feel like he farts to wake himself up or something like that. <laughs> but he wakes up and he's still got the beer. He's great. Is that directed by Favreau too? Still? No, it's Shane it's Black. Changed. Oh, that's why. And yeah, it's a yeah, Shane yeah, Black yeah, movie. Yeah. And it totally feels like a Shane Black yes, movie. Yes, it does. I think it's one of the reasons people don't like this movie is that it feels like a Shane Black movie. It doesn't really, again, it just doesn't feel like a movie that's like... I love Shane Black. I don't think he should direct Marvel movies. Yeah. <laughs> it, this movie's <laughs> kind of silly, and then a lot of people hate the Super Pepper stuff. It's fine. Yeah, in like... We can talk about it. Yeah, we can talk about it. And like Super Pepper returns in, in, Endgame, in yeah. Endgame, and she's not awesome. It, she's better, I guess, but she's like, she's Super Pepper and in a suit, so I just don't even care. Well, what I thought of was like, so in Iron Man 3, she's Super Pepper because of extremists. She actually has a power. She's like, yeah, they got the stuff. But in, in this, in, in, in Endgame, she's got the suit. But here's what I thought of. Okay, so like, he's Tony. He's designed her a suit. He made her a gift. Yeah. Like, and he's Tony, so of course he's going to make it like badass and nano. Of course. And, I, and I'm like, if Thanos was attacking... Pepper Potts would put the suit on for sure because like everyone would. She's yeah. not going to not help. She didn't bother me. No, it just I she's didn't, barely in she's, it. Yeah, exactly. But this bothered me. Iron Man three bothered me. Yeah, the Super Pepper stuff. It's, I don't want Pepper Potts saving Tony Stark. That's not what I want. Yeah, and it's I do love the line when uh, when Happy is in the hospital bed and Stark goes to visit him and he's like, uh, "Put on Downton Abbey." He thinks it's elegant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so a great line. Their relationship is wonderful. That's my single favorite line in that whole movie. I always remember it, and I laughed out loud when I watched it again. And uh, Happy's Happy's moments with with uh, with Tony's family yeah. is is really great. Afterwards, really I feel like I still can't spoil it. I know. You know what I mean? It's the reason is because we just watched it. We've only seen it once, and yeah. I almost just don't want to talk about it until I've seen it twice. But yeah, we're gonna have to. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna keep going. So now we're gonna get into the middle tier, the middle of the road. These are movies that. They could have – if they would have came out, they still would have carried the franchise. This is number 16 through 11 before we get into the top 10. And this is this is probably the most – this will be the most hotly contested of the group. Yeah, for sure. Because some people think some of these movies are great. A lot of people think a lot of these movies are bad and it's – there's not enough room in the top 10 to get movies in. So the number 16 movie is Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is really good. Yeah. I liked Ant-Man and the Wasp a lot. 
Yeah, I, I watched it on a plane. I know I need to watch it again on a bigger screen. Yeah. But it was fun. It was interesting. Michael Pena's great again. You know, the It has some stuff with Larry Fishburne and uh Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I do like that. <laughs> and the girl that plays Ghost who I can't think yeah. of. And just some I don't sh- really love the whole ghost thing. The whole storyline with the ghost no, thing. It's pretty bad. Yeah. It's one of the reasons the movie's not that good. Yes. Evangeline Lily's fine. It, again, she's like Michelle Pfeiffer coming back. I just don't care really. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that was pretty unmemorable, and that's kind of that's a little bit of the reason that it's so low. But I laughed a lot. I enjoyed it. I thought yeah. it was really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, um, next on the list, this is probably the most controversial. I'll just go ahead and say it. 15. Number fifteen is Captain Marvel. I still don't like her, and I just saw Endgame yesterday. I still don't like her, and I saw Endgame yesterday, and she stops Thanos. Yeah, she's. <laughs> she's better in Endgame, like we figured she would be. Yes, she's much better in Endgame. I just don't. It's also because she has like a. 50th of the lines. I wonder if watching Captain Marvel again, once it's all said and done in six months, if we're going to both like this movie. I just don't see how. I, just, I agree. I just don't think this movie is very good. But it's but it made a ton of money and a lot of people love it. And it's definitely one of the most polarizing movies. It's just on our particular list. Uh, I didn't find her to be a particularly compelling or likable lead. And all the moments in Captain Marvel that people told me that were like the moments they loved or the moments I despised. And it's not because they weren't done right or well by the actors, it's yeah. the fact that they were so cliche and by the numbers, like going and finding the old teammate and like reuniting and having a great relationship with the daughter and then getting the pep talk from and you're you know like and fighting the old lady and like yeah is. yeah the fighting the old lady transformed. I, let Guillermo del Toro do that in Hellboy two. This is a Marvel movie in 2019. Hellboy <laughs> a lot from Hellboy two. Um, yeah, it's just not our favorite. Next on the list is Captain America: The First Avenger, Joe Johnson's film from 2011. This was the last film to come out before Avengers. Um, it's it, it's good. Yeah, actually, when I watched First Avenger again recently, I was actually kind of surprised at how good I think it is. And I almost, I'm tempted to have First Avenger higher than this. Like, it, I almost want it to be number eleven. And I like. I wish that Hugo Weaving didn't hate it so much because I actually like him as Red Skull. Yeah. Um, but I think why is because it doesn't – it just feels like I'm watching an action movie. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a superhero movie yet because he doesn't they, – they don't do what they do in Winter Soldier with yeah. Cap. And I want him to be a fucking badass. Yeah. He doesn't feel like a badass yet. He just feels pretty cool. feels like a, an honorable dude who got steroids. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting and it's – but it, again, it's like you look at that first six or seven movies and – they're finding their footing. Even Avengers are still yeah, finding their footing. Even Avengers, hundred percent. There's not a tone thing yet where like every movie is like, oh, this is this has the feeling of like what the MCU is like, like the, the gold standard of the MCU. Which is why when you get origin stories later on, even if you and I didn't like Captain Marvel, they executed exactly what they wanted, just like they did with Ant Man, and just like they did with the next one on our list, Doctor Strange. Now, yeah. I like Doctor Strange a lot more than you do. I think it's fine. It was one of the ones – it was one of the period of war movies that I like, didn't really watch when they came out. So I saw this on an airplane last year. Um, it's OK. I agree with you in the sense that I like him more in other films. Yeah. Um, in Doctor Strange, he's not lovable. But that's yeah. also because it's an origin story and he's he's undouchifying himself essentially from being this surgeon. Um but I think Benedict is cast perfectly. I really like Mads Mikkelsen as the villain. That's um, sweet. That's a sweet. I do agree with the end and like Dormammu being kind of dumb. Dormammu. Dormammu. <laughs> I've come to ask you a core, whatever the. F- I don't even care anymore. But I like I like Doctor Strange, and I also really like uh, Tilda Swinton in there. She's, She's great. great. Yep. yep. Scott Derrickson. What? Uh, Scott Derrickson is famous for having directed a, a horror movie. 
Hmm. That's how he got this. I'm trying to remember what it is. It's not the conjuring. I was going to say James... it's got to be like either the conjuring or insidious or like you know sinister maybe maybe sinister. I think he's insidious is like James or yeah. Jeremy, right? I think it's uh I think it's sinister. I can look it up. Yeah, I think it's sinister, and I think that's how Scott Derrickson got Doctor Strange, which is really interesting because you and I talked about last week on our ranking three amigos of cinema episode um, who we would want to see direct movies. And I was saying I really would love to see – It was sinister. And The Exorcism of Emily Rose and Deliver Us from Evil and The Day the, the, the Earth Stood Still. What I wanted to see was uh, one of them directed Doctor Strange movie. And I think it was Guillermo maybe. With, yeah. Like cool practical effects. I would love that. Which is interesting because like it's kind of – they're both kind of like weird horror creature directors and they kind of tried to do that. Yeah. So Yeah, that, that, that is very interesting. Um, next up on the list we have number 12 and that is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Kurt Russell, Ego. I love this movie. People hate the ego part. That's the only part people dislike. I feel like they need to go watch it again. Because, like, I remember watching it again, like, the first time and being like, that was fine. Yeah. But then every time I watch it more and more, it's like, it's really good and compelling. It's got great jokes. It's got great jokes. And, like, you see Quill and Gamora kind of falling in love. You meet Mantis. Like, you get get Drax, like, really coming into his own character. Yeah. I love Guardians, too. I only saw it the one time in theaters. Um, I remember. Oh, and the stuff with, uh, with, uh. Michael Rooker and all that. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mary Poppins and all that. Yeah, I I remember liking this movie. Uh, It's we honestly, if I watched every single one of these again, maybe the order would change. But it's hard. There's 22 movies, guys. Yeah, (laughs) it's like a a couple days of your life. (laughs) So um, next up on the list, the 11th film, the last film in the middle tier, is Ant Man One. Um, I like this movie. I do too. Even though Corey Stoll is like kind of whatever as a villain, he's not terrible. Director of this movie, Peyton Reed. Is that who directed this movie? Sure. Brad Peyton. No, it's Peyton Reed. Yeah. Um, who also directed Bring It On, maybe? <laughs> great. Great way, crossover. Way off, maybe. Uh, Ant-Man is funny. It's really good. Like, yeah. You, you see Paul Rudd coming to the MCU. He's kind of like the first everyman, it feels like, as right? As a superhero. Yeah, he got all shredded for that one shot when he's changing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which you would you would do if you were in a movie, a Marvel so movie. Um, yes, but it's, uh, you know, it's good. It's it's good enough. It's funny. funny. I like Evangeline Lilly more in this movie than in, in Ant-Man and the Wasp. I find Ant-Man and the Wasp and Guardians of the Galaxy 2, a lot of the sequels to be kind of unmemorable. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure why. So uh, we are going to get to the top ten now, guys, because we don't have a tremendous amount of time. We want to make sure we have time to talk about all of them. Yeah. So number ten on the list, shockingly, Captain America Civil War. It's so good. How is it number ten? It's so good. But you made a really good point in saying it's a Captain America movie – Posing as an Avengers film with not a real villain. And yeah, when you said that – The villain Zemo, which like it, that whole part of the story is just kind of like – because like the other villain is is Bucky. But right. he's not the villain. Bucky's like a hero and then it's like about a clash between your two heroes and then you have the big airport fight. But that's – you're all the good guys. And also the airport fight is just a less – like evolved version of what you get in the later movies, which is like actual all the Avengers together. It's Fighting. Like a preview of Infinity War or something like that. Yeah. And so it was. what? It was. Yeah. And it has awesome stuff. Like the Civil War fight between Cap and Iron Man and Bucky <sighs> in the bunker. And like so sweet. the stuff at the beginning where like there he's chasing Bucky. Like the Russo brothers made their mark with this movie. Yeah. So he's like, what does he say? He's like, That's my my father built that. 
Yeah. When he when he can't when he after he finally breaks him in the shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that. It's awesome. That stuff's great and a lot of that stuff is really, really cool, but it definitely is just a little less good. And this is the first time you really get Spider Man, right? Like for real, for real, like fighting. First time you saw you see him. Yeah. He this is his debut. This is his debut, yeah. And he's yeah. so great. And people again, people loved that. That's yeah. why people love it. But then like he gets his own movie show thereafter. This is also Black Panther's debut. Right. And, right, and right. he's awesome in this. Um but Again, it's just kind of like a, a little – like a, a toe in the water for everything that's to come. It could be higher. It could be higher. They all could be higher. Number yeah. nine, we just covered it on Action Movie Anatomy. It's Avengers 1. And, and honestly, it's probably pretty low for a lot of like true, true MCU – well, I mean we're true MCU fans. A lot of diehard fans have Avengers in the top three. People, people give this movie a lot of credit in the same way that you would give like Superman 78 credit. Like right. it's kind of – it did something that hadn't been done before. Um, same way people give Snipes credit for Blade. Not really. <laughs> Nobody gives him that credit. And I think for that reason, it's really good. It's just like a little less developed or evolved of a movie than. Yeah, I mean, your thesis on AMA kind of I think is perfect. If you want to, if you want to re- repeat it, I, I think what I said was that uh, when when watching the classics, and that would be any of the ten movies that we're about to discuss in the top ten, the yeah. classic MCU movies. This is this is the most dated movie in the group. Yeah, it, far more so than Iron Man, which is like older, four years older. But this 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 feels kind of dated. Something with the costumes and and the way that the superheroes are interact with one another, and even the acting, every everything, the, even the coloring of the movie itself is just like it seems like lighter and brighter and more fun and young. Yeah, it's brighter. Maybe maybe they're supposed to be optimistic. So number eight, uh, this is another one that is is hard to rank for a lot of people because a lot of people think this movie is like top two or three. For Ben and I, it, it's it's not quite as intense as Captain Marvel for us. But Black Panther is number eight on our list. Uh, and, and here's the thing. I just don't care to go back and watch it again. Yeah. I just don't. I, like I've, I saw half of it on cable or somewhere recently. I saw it the one time in theaters in February of 2012 or 2018. I liked it. Um, you know, Michael B is a great villain. He's, Killmonger's awesome. I think Andy Serkis is like a like a hidden gem in this. He's, He's great. so great. Yeah, there, a lot of the supporting cast is awesome. Like this, the whole group of like legendary actors that Coogler puts together. The music is super cool. Yeah, the feel, the the sex appeal. Like this movie is sexy. And it it's has fun. It has like really badass stuff at the end too in the fight. And like, like what it does for black culture, yeah, I think is amazing. It's, there hasn't been films like that in so long. The same way for me, like Crazy Rich Asians was the last. The last time an all Asian cast was the Joy Luck Club. I think the Black Black Panther did a lot of great things. I think it's a good enough movie, but it just didn't do it for me like the way that the rest of these movies do. Yeah, Panther is like could be a slot higher, could be a slot lower, but for me it firmly lands right there in like yeah. the back half of the top ten. And it's still in the top ten. Yeah. Number seven. Spider-Man: Homecoming, a movie that on rewatch is even better than you remember. Yes, it's, it's everything about it. The humor is so on point. It's got one of the most underrated, best villains in the MCU. And Keaton, uh, yeah, Vulture is is truly maybe the top in top three. He's really, really good. Thanos, Vulture, and maybe Loki. I guess. Yeah, those are I think the yeah. best ones. I like Hell a lot too. Yeah, I like. Um, yeah, I I absolutely adore uh, Keaton in, in this movie. I like just love his relationship to to like MJ and Liz. Ned is such a good character. I love this the swip the switch that you finally when you finally realize that that Keaton is actually her dad. Yeah, and then you're like, so oh my good. god, yeah, like all the stuff, the scene in the car, and also just Tom Holland's amazing. Yeah, the stuff with Happy. Like, Tomei. Yeah, the the relationship between Happy and 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 Peter is so funny. Yeah, it's like, so funny. The movie, the, the humor <laughs> in this movie is really really good. Um, I'm I'm very excited for Far From Home. I think. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I just uh, like love Homecoming. Next up on the list, we have uh, another movie that's usually in the top three is is Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. I almost feel like the top six is like the top top tier. 
Yeah, I do too. I almost feel like it, they, it separates again because it does. Because every single one of these movies in the top six is usually, honestly, other than, than the one right in front of this, are always in the top three for yeah. everyone. So Thor Ragnarok is a lot of people's favorite movie now. Yeah. Thor Ragnarok's great. This it's is this so is the good. this is the pivot that they decided to do that you see fully embodied in the in the full body yeah. of Thor in Endgame uh, is like overweight Thor starts with like humorous Thor, yep. which like culminates in like Viking fighting Hulk Thor. We get Tessa Thompson for the first time. Valkyrie's great. You get yeah, you get Goldblum in there. You get like Taika Goldblum's with- surprise cameo in this was just the greatest. Where was Goldblum? What? In Endgame? Oh no! In Ragnarok. In Ragnarok. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. For a second there, I was <laughs> out of it. Um, yeah, it's he's he's so good. The movie's so funny. Yeah, and then Taika Waititi as Kronk or whatever his name is, the yeah. rock dude, is so good. All the like relationship interaction stuff between Thor and Hulk is really funny. Uh, even the stuff in New York at the beginning with Doctor Strange is great. Where yeah. like Loki and Thor go. Uh, Hela is a <laughs> badass villain. I love Hela. I love Blanchett yeah. as as a villain in this. She's so good. The fact that she like. Just the fact that she almost kills them both and then destroys his hammer to start the movie again. You're like, and that's what I love is they set the tone so well in these later films, just like we talked about in Infinity War. They set the tone so quickly. So uh, that is our number six. Now getting into the top five, going back to right where it began, 2008's Iron Man. 2008's Iron Man. Before we fully break it down, I just want to remind everybody here, leave your thoughts and comments below on your top five. Let us know your top 22. If you want to do a definitive ranking, we have a whole series of these definitive rankings we've now done. One on Pixar, DCEU, Batman movies, Spider-Man movies. Uh, Go find those. Check them out. You can subscribe, like, all the things. So um, we are going to get into the top five, and that is Iron Man. The first one. The one that started it all. Robert Downey Jr. in May of 2008 was down and out. He was rebuilding his career. Later in the year, he had Tropic Thunder come out. He gets yep. nominated for an Oscar that year. I mean, and then Sherlock and Sherlock Two come. All these amazing things happen afterwards. But this is they, they they get the writing and the tone for him as a character so correct in this movie. Perfect. And the crazy thing about it is like because Iron Man was a tier two character, even though he like even though he's the one that puts the Avengers together, that's how it works in the comics. He always was a tier two character behind most of the right. other. Avengers, and they just, it's the perfect casting. Favreau had to fight for him. That stuff at the very beginning when he's in the car, it'd be all that's going to be right. Good Good God, you're a woman. Like, he just has (laughs) so many funny lines. His comedy, his comic timing as Tony Stark in the entirety of the franchise is just, it's literally the best thing I think about all the movies. Um, but Iron Man is just so good, and and you talk about like the the villain being a worse version of the hero. It works because it's the first one. Yeah, you know, it's the very first film, and the way that it's done, and the way that he says Tony, Tony, Tony Stark built this in a cave. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> We're scraps, scraps. Yeah. Uh, number four. And this is always tough because it just came out. We just watched it yesterday. It's Endgame. Avengers. Um, I don't know how to rank this movie yet. There's so many things I can't even remember what happened because so much was going on. It feels like the movie is bloated uh, when I compare it to the top movie on this list. It feels a little overly long. It Mm -hmm. accomplishes a lot. Like it does a million things and it has some huge heartwarming gigantic moments. On the other hand, it's possible that on rewatch, this is just number one. Uh, Yeah, right? I just – right now when I watched it, there was moments that I was like, this is a little too much. This Mm -hmm. is a little silly. I'm not as connected to this as I was in the last movie. But there's other moments where it happens and you literally feel 
an excitement in your body and in your being down to your core that you can't contain. When Cap picks up the hammer and when channels you re- lightning. When you realize that the hammer was thrown by Cap and then Thor's like, I thought you could do it or yeah. whatever he says. Yeah. It is the craziest shit I've ever seen in I any like, Marvel movie. Just jumped, I almost jumped through the movie screen. It was so exciting. Everyone was screaming in the theater. Yeah, it was. Cr- I mean, there was there was that moment like Captain Marvel showing up and like kicking Thanos' ass was awesome. Thanos getting beheaded in the first ten minutes. The whole theater was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <gasps> it just went silent. We didn't. No one knew what to expect. I mean, Fat Thor and and Gamma and Gamma Banner were both so oh good for comedy. God. The Hulk is. Banner is the Hulk the whole time is literally perfect. I mean, I like Tony and his daughter. Like, there's so Tony much. Tony and about his this. dad. Oh, that whole sequence just killed me. So oh. that, again, full review, guys. Popcorn talk. Go check it out uh, for for Avengers Endgame number three, Guardians of the Galaxy one. This was the moment that showed you that superhero movies could be done no matter what. Yep. That this this led to Logan. This led to Deadpool. This led to everything. Yeah, I mean, it was it was funny. It was exciting. It was lovable. The characters were compelling. They and just, who the hell are the Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, nobody. I mean, they, nobody had ever heard of this. Like I, th- I remember saying on a Collider show at one point, like this is the most remarkable achievement that Marvel's ever going to have because it, it like it shouldn't have worked, but it did. And it's the it's the barometer for what they can accomplish. I think most of the later half of the MCU, the later phases, wouldn't have worked if this movie hadn't worked. Yeah, and and like the fact that not only was it something unheard of and something that was good enough, it's also like most people's favorite movie. Yeah. And the, it's just so great. You love these characters so much. I've known who Iron Man and Captain America and most all these people are for so long. I don't know who anyone is in the Guardians and I love them all so much. They're all stars and just it's just I mean it's such a star-studded cast but you don't even know it cuz like right. Groot's a, or uh, Vin Diesel's a tree and Bradley, Bradley. Cooper's a, a, a freaking raccoon. raccoon and Chris Pratt was like this was like him his breakout role. He like lost all that weight and got super in shape and, and like secretly uh um Zoe Saldana. Zoe Saldana has been like one of the most famous women in Hollywood just yeah. being, being an avatar and being in this and just – she's just – I love her. I yeah. think she's so great when she comes back. Anyway, uh, number two, Winter Soldier. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. This is uh, this was the number one MCU movie for a long time for a lot of people and until Infinity War, it was my number one. I had a lot of pushback against this movie for a long time. I didn't think it was that great until we covered it again on Action Movie Anatomy and I realized – It's like the strength that they show out of Cap, the way that he – like the – the sort of spy movie type of stuff that goes in the action so badass. Like, isn't this the one where he like covers a grenade with his shield and blows up? It's also one where he like jumps out of a window and lands on his shield yeah. and all that. Like, there's so many awesome things in this. They just make Cap way more badass in this movie. Way Bucky's more. He's a pretty great villain. Yeah, he's, he's great. ruthless. You find out that he kills Tony's parents. Right? Oh no, I guess that's in Civil War, huh? Yeah, yeah, but still. Yeah, but he's he's great and like just there. The knife fight. With a van, yeah, like it's all so that. sweet. Fury with the the mini gun in his car, like all oh, that's just so good. Winter Soldier is. We did a full episode. We've done a full episode actually on most of the movies in the top ten now. Yeah, I would say every single one of them. Yeah, and so that leaves us with just one film left, and that is Avengers: Infinity War, which is the greatest MCU movie. I I believe it is. I believe even after rewatching Endgame, I'm still going to believe it. It's the most rewatchable. It's the most exciting. It does the most with a cast. It's funny. It's exciting. It's heartfelt. It's heartbreaking. It's long. It Thanos should have fucking gotten Josh Brolin an Oscar nomination. Yeah, definitely. Like he's great. Everything about this movie is my favorite thing. It's just so good. It's yeah. so perfect and whole and a complete story. And you don't need Infinity War to have Endgame. You don't need Endgame to have Infinity War. Like Infinity War stands on its own. Uh, 
everything about this movie from every person's performance to the story arc to the fact of how compelling it is to, to the fact that the bad guy wins in a superhero movie. That never happens. It's insane. And, and honestly, guys, if you really want to hear us nerd out about this, not only is there a full episode of Action Movie Anatomy from last year when it came out, but last week on the Action Guys here on Collider, we did a full episode counting down each of our top ten moments from this movie. Yes. Because we love it that much. I can't wait to watch – Endgame again, and I can't wait in a year to watch Infinity War and then Endgame. Same. Like, back-to-back, like a six-hour sit-down. Yeah. There'll be so many things we probably pick up on. So that's going to wrap us up, guys. That's the definitive ranking uh, of, of all the movies in the MCU, and I, I can't imagine we'll do another one of these for a while because I don't think they're going to do ten more movies anytime soon. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what our next ranking will be. Maybe it'll be the Star Wars films, actually. After That, that seems like a good episode. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Maybe so. I, we didn't even hardly talk about Endgame. Um, I know, I know, but we did spoil some stuff, so it's good we had the spoiler alert in there. Uh, but as Ben said, Action Movie Anatomy on the Popcorn Talk Network. It's Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Go and watch the episode on Endgame if you want to see us geek out. We're going to be geeking out like crazy. I'm just going to drop an idea right now, and I think you're going to agree with me, to bookend this, to replace the episode we were going to do, top ten moments in Endgame. We I should love just do, to do that, that episode. I thought about that when we were like doing the prep. Okay, so there it is, guys. Last week, top Infinity War moments. This week, ranking the MCU definitively. Next week, top ten Infinity War moments. Feels like endgame moments. Endgame moments. Feels like what we should do. So yeah. thanks for listening. Thanks for watching, guys. Like, subscribe, comment. Check out the Collider Podcast Network. Movie Talk feeds where you can find our show. You can find me at Ben Bape Media. You can find the show at Team Action Show. You guys can find me at Andrew Guy. You can find full episodes on video on the Action Industries YouTube page. Make sure to click subscribe. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. Bye. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Shop Black Friday Week Deals Sunday through Friday at Kohl's. Plus, get $15 Kohl's cash for every $50 spent. And take an extra 15% off. Get the Big One Throws, $849. Toastmaster Small Appliances are just $214 after rebate. And Fitbit Versa 2 is $129.99. Plus, take 30% off Lego, 70% off fine jewelry, and save on boots for her, $16.99. Plus, get fast and free store pickup. Shop Black Friday Week Deals at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. Office valid November 22nd through the 27th. 15% off with promo code ENJOY15. Lego and Fitbit offers and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.